Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first, and their covered wagons, they find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Future Tech Podcast. This is Juliette Lamar, your host for today, and we have a very exciting guest. He joined us just a little bit ago, but his product is so exciting and so revolutionary that we're having him on again. I have Max <laughs> Metzenikoff. <laughs> he is the That's Chief Information around. Officer. Let's close it up. Let's close it up. <laughs> He's the Chief Information Officer at Zanana. So welcome, Max. Hello. Thanks for having me again, and uh, always a pleasure to be on. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk with you again and just really dive in deeper to what the man is all about. So why don't you go ahead and remind our listeners uh, about what Vimana does, and we can go from there. Thank you. Uh, well, uh, Vimana Global uh, is an international blockchain aerospace company, and our mission in life is to uh, enable uh, blockchain airspace. Uh, in our in our terminology, blockchain airspace is uh, an actual communications network, facilities-based communications network that uh, is operated by uh, municipalities or national entities um, that uh, basically does uh, several things. Uh, first and foremost, it supplements uh, control air towers and uh, managing specifically drone traffic, which is exploding around the world. Uh, and as it does that, uh, we also uh, are working hard to enable this network, uh, to, which is blockchain-based uh, in its architecture, to support uh, regular blockchain transactions so that uh, we could have the same 
comfort and the same uh, transparency and the same uh, ease of use in airspace that we have uh, when we use terrestrial internet and terrestrial blockchain. Very cool. I mean, this is this is something that's on. It's not even in the future. It's already happening around around us. Well, that's kind of the big idea. Yes. Absolutely. So last time you joined us on Future Tech Podcast, you alluded to some future some future expansion. So tell me about that. Let's update us. Well, absolutely. Uh, last time we spent a lot of time talking about the actual uh, sort of like go-to-market technology, and uh, we've talked about how we are a shrink uh, shrink-wrapped uh, solution in the sense that we actually sit on a stack of patents that enables us to build a very special drone ourselves, our drones, the mono drones, uh, which is a vertical takeoff and landing uh, vehicle that obviously carries the transponders for our uh, blockchain. And then we expanded into how, uh, you know, this is not just the our drones that enable this uh, blockchain, uh, since you have to have the rights to, you know, uh, to launch something like this. We went one step further and uh, developed uh, a standalone product that would uh, go into any drone. So any drone can be controlled by the same uh, network to avoid, uh, well, to manage them, really, to avoid collision, to uh, to coordinate their uh, traffic and whatnot. So um, uh, what, what I wanted to bring everybody's attention to today is that uh, we are, if we want a global, with uh, emphasis on global, so we're a global company, uh, meaning that our go-to-market strategy, even though we are, you know, a California outfit, and our patents are uh, first uh, and primarily U.S. patents uh, and trademarks. Uh, we are uh, our first markets are in uh, you know around the world, and uh, uh, right now we are uh, kicking off an Asian tour where we're going to go and talk to future participants of our ecosystem, future partners, uh, future buyers of our uh, tokens. Uh, and explain to them what the money is all about and uh, how we're going to change the life of everyday people in Southeast Asia, in uh, Persian Gulf, and in uh, Africa. So that starts actually this month in April. Uh, we're going to hit uh, Tokyo first, right around uh, the tax day. <laughs> and uh, then we're going to work our uh, way towards uh, the south, ending with a massive event in uh, Dubai, where we're going to have uh, some special partners uh, and, you know, and participants in our uh, token generating event uh, join us for a variety of educational and uh, fun activities, such as the highlights there is, is a hunt uh, where we're going to use uh, hot air balloons and uh, birds of prey. <laughs> Actual birds of prey? Yep. It is a huge sport in the United Arab Emirates. Uh, one of our... Uh, which is actually one of our target markets. So one of our uh, early supporters uh, happens to have uh, one of the biggest collections uh, of uh, birds of prey in the world, uh, and he graciously is uh, lending some of his uh, great animals to, uh, you know, to participate in our event. That is awesome. <laughs> I love I love birds of prey. They are so cool. Right. So, uh, but going back to Vimana for a second, so the, uh, the, this, this is not coming out of the blue because the, as we all know, the regulatory environment around the world towards uh, token generating entities is uh, changing. And this is how 
uh, we're, you know, uh, generating uh, initial interest in uh, our project, which, you know, we're way past, uh, we're way deep, shall I say, into this uh, process. And we are a, a combination of a regular, well, what's called private placement and token generating event. So we have uh, both types of types of uh, communities participate in. Uh, so, but uh, Southeast Asia is uh, where a lot of these things currently overlap because one, it's a thriving uh, cryptocurrency market, and two, it's a it's an area of the world where overpopulation, uh, growth of mega cities, very open-minded attitude towards uh, telecommunications, uh, blockchain and government infrastructure all basically uh, intersect. And uh, this is what makes it an ideal market for Vimana launch. Um, uh, should I remind uh, uh, your listeners uh, a little bit about how exactly we envision Vimana being deployed in a major city? Absolutely, because that was going to be one of my questions, because I haven't, I haven't heard it yet. Oh, okay, great. Well, uh, the uh, gist of what we uh, are bringing to the world uh, goes like this. Every uh, city in the world uh, right now uh, is struggling with the fact that there are too many people moving in, uh, sharing too little of the infrastructure. For instance, I live in suburbs of New York City, and, uh, you know, Manhattan just doesn't become any bigger, right? <laughs> you know, no matter how many mm -hmm. people try to cram into it. And this is very common because... Even though there there is a lot of land around the world, developing it and uh, you know making it all economically feasible feasible is very difficult. So, so-called smart cities, cities that have embraced uh, IT a long time ago uh, as a solution to some of the uh, common city development and urban planning problems, uh, have uh, instituted uh, programs for uh, so-called air taxes a while back. So uh, these programs uh, effectively are, uh, you know, uh, budget line items uh, for which uh, they're uh, effectively tendering uh, projects. So that was the kind of like the initial impetus for us and companies like Uber Elevate, companies like Airbus, to go and start developing quote-unquote flying taxes. Uh, however, we... Uh, you know, took it one step further because we tried to look at it not from the standpoint of, uh, hey, we want to be the next, uh, you know, aerospace company, but we went and looked at it from the standpoint of, uh, uh, you know, of the people, <laughs> you know, like if I were, mm -hmm. a, you know, a denizen of uh, New York City or of Kuala Lumpur or of Tokyo, what would I want to see and how would I uh, envision, you know, something like a flying taxi coming to my life? And, uh, you know, we realized early on that if we were to focus on, like, developing uh, just a flying taxi, uh, you know, or like a flying vehicle, uh, which we have developed, it would be uh, a toy for the rich uh, on par with, a, you know, with a mega yacht or with a private jet, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, this is, is going to be something that would be, you know, a regular working family would not be really able to use. So it's not really going to change the world in the way that we know it can. So we focused our attention on uh, making this part of existing fabric of uh, urban transportation. So this is how the air taxi concept was born. And in our conversations with different smart cities, uh, we've had uh, different types of requests uh, since we uh, we possess a very unique technology when it comes to just aerodynamics of a drone uh, where we can uh, effectively land 
take off and convert from vertical flight to uh, horizontal flight seamlessly, which is a huge step forward in the development of uh, aerospace in general, because the the uh, an equivalent uh, step was made when a helicopter was invented. <laughs> you know, so we mm-hmm. uh, yes. feel that we were making this type of an improvement. So um, uh, when uh, so when we're talking to smart cities, uh, you know, we typically get requests uh, to something like uh, you know a minibus or something like a ferry to something like a bus to something like a subway. Well, uh, with a huge extension to something like a Lima, we're not uh, they're not like uh, hyper you know hyper on uh, basically licensing individual flying taxes, kind of like in the, the Jetsons type of a scenario, because <laughs> the, the last thing city <laughs> probably wants is a, a myriad of uh, privately owned, uh, you know, uh, flying vehicles, <laughs> basically flying in all directions. So um, having understood that this is basically the ask, we focused our attention on developing a protocol where we could uh, give the cities the ability to monetize uh, the use of our taxes and uh, other people's taxes, and frankly, any other transactions happening in airspace, uh, as a source of income uh, for the city. And for that, we've put together a very impressive board of advisors. We have astronauts, we have uh, developers of uh, uh, existing uh, drone uh, regulating legislature in the United States. Uh, we have uh, pioneers of uh, blockchain. We have system architects that have developed uh, uh, ecosystems that uh, have shot in uh, valuation from zero to uh, over a uh, billion dollars. You know, so we have a very impressive uh, group of uh, uh, brains has uh, worked on nothing else for over a year but figuring out how to uh, enable uh, an average uh, 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 city office uh, to make money out of thin air. <laughs> this is this sounds funny, but in, in fact, this is what's going on because uh, air in the in a major city is like land. You know, so what we're basically trying to help these guys do is to go from using uh, roads uh, and using bridges and building roads and building bridges to uh, assigning air corridors and be able to, uh, one, uh, use taxpayers' money to do that, two, uh, charge companies that want to use these corridors, people like us, you know, uh, operators of air taxes uh, or manufacturers of air taxes, uh, charge us to be able to to do that. So, And this is where it comes to a shrink-wrap product. So we offer uh, cities in Southeast Asia, in the Persian Gulf and Northern Africa, uh, everything in one go. The air taxi, the uh, uh, the infrastructure for a, a communications network that would basically uh, carry the signals, the blockchain architecture that will basically reconcile all the data that needs to be exchanged for uh, for the air taxis to be able to fly and not to run into each other, uh, the uh, and the protocol that would enable to incorporate other air taxis into the system and to use this network uh, for companies like Verizon Wireless or Visa to be able to make uh, transactions, like ultra-fast transactions, uh, through this uh, uh, 
network that uh, quite literally is suspended up in the air. So, uh, and this is what we're going to be presenting to uh, good people of uh, Tokyo, Seoul, Hong Kong, Singapore, uh, Kuala Lumpur, and uh, Dubai uh, for about three weeks, uh, starting uh, more or less a week from now. Wow. I mean, I'm envisioning this world that you're painting for me. And I'm I'm excited and yet and yet scared of the implications, right? All of a sudden the sky would be crowded with taxis. Would the goal be then to just get the taxis off the ground so that we have more land space, more walking space? And and I mean, if you're having this blockchain technology and these things are talking to each other, less accidents in people's transportation. Yep. Well, uh look, uh, I like to uh tell people when I describe this project, uh, 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 I'd like to paint this picture. You know how uh, if you grew up anywhere near a major city, uh, there is always this moment in time when, you know, a grandfather takes their, you know, their their uh, grandchild, uh, you know, to some urban area and says, you know, when I was a kid your age, this was a green field and there were like pastures here or mm-hmm. forests here, etc. This is how I feel would be able to talk to not our grandchildren but to our children when it comes to the sky because uh, there are 570 I think we're 600 already types of drones not just individual drones but types of drones in the world today so uh, if you watch the Olympics and you saw the swarm of uh, dr- drones that uh, made up uh, Samsung's uh, logo uh, and then uh, the no actually Olympic rings but the drones were by Samsung, so in another ad, it made they made a Samsung logo. You know, uh, these were live drones. <laughs> it was not computer animation. You know, so uh, there are quite literally millions of drones that are coming online today, and with uh, things like Internet of Things being an absolute reality, you can go to Best Buy and buy a refrigerator that syncs with your phone uh, and tells you in the store how much milk you have in the fridge. Uh, yeah, today, not tomorrow. Today, you know. So the drones are here today, and the managing these drones is a today issue. It's not a tomorrow issue. The current, uh, just for the uh, for widening my horizons, I went uh, onto the NASA site uh, and read up. Well, I mean, we're on seven NASA uh, committees, but uh, that doesn't mean that uh, you know there is. Uh, there's so much wealth of information that FAA and NASA have to process to be able to do what they do that it's absolutely incredible. I have utmost respect for both of these organizations. So, but you know, this kind of felt a little bit outside uh, of what we're currently working on with these with these guys. So, I went to the uh, NASA site and just uh, read up on uh, what type of investment uh, the existing. Uh, air traffic control, you know, the air towers, the towers that basically track uh, helicopters and planes, needs in the next uh, 10 years in order to stay competitive. The number is absolutely staggering. Just for the United States, we need a billion dollars with a B, you know, in uh, literally uh, up- equipment upgrades for these air towers to be uh, just keeping up with uh, airplanes and helicopters in, ma- in major cities. And, uh, you know, it's an open fact that in most of the rural airports, the smaller airports, there is nobody in the air control tower. There is no money to uh, keep those uh, people going. So it's literally people uh, approaching an airport, uh, going onto a certain radio frequency and saying, hey, 
I'm coming in. I hope everybody who's on the frequency can hear me and then look out of the window. <laughs> you know, that's kind of how it's done today. Now imagine. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that doesn't make me feel better about flying. <laughs> We're talking about really small, like rural airports where there is. I, mean, I know. One of those, I know. No, but uh, imagine now, uh, you know, uh, that infrastructure accommodating. Uh, a million drones across the United States, for instance, and uh, Amazon is uh, talking about saving $10 billion this year uh, on last mile delivery, meaning that, uh, you know, next time you order a book from Amazon, it might uh, land on your driveway with a flop from a drone, right? This year, mm -hmm. you know, so like uh, these things right now, you know, uh, don't, uh, I mean, are self-regulated by companies. So, and this is why we went into this whole protocol situation, because a country like United States, a country like United Kingdom, where actually the Amazon project is happening, uh, they can afford uh, to throw some regulatory dollars at it. Uh, a country like Nigeria, uh, you know, would have a hard time. So this is why we come up with a commercial solution and working closely with uh, national uh, governments and countries like that uh, so that we, uh, you know, we help these guys uh, leap ahead because they're the ones actually building up the cities. What uh, the in, in the way that today's world uh, works, uh, and it's an interesting way. Uh, I mean, uh, in some ways, uh, these guys are way ahead in terms of how fast they uh, adopt new technology. But the reason why they adopt the new technology is because the previous technology is that basically doesn't exist. Uh, so uh, the process of people moving from rural areas to the cities which is how American cities, for instance, grew dramatically in the 20th century. Uh, that process is happening in Africa and Southeast Asia now, today. And this is why we're going there now and today, because uh, basically putting in our drones uh, and our network uh, into the sky today means not building a tunnel, not building a bridge, uh, but still developing a neighborhood and still developing a new uh, you know, uh, commercial artery. Uh, which uh, basically is a, is a uh, which is an, uh, which makes a decision of not doing or not doing this go beyond the uh, cool whiz factor of an air tax. It makes a decision, you know, it makes a difference between like not having or not having uh, a major source of income in real estate, and uh, uh, you know, labor taxes uh, come from like a major new neighborhood or a major new borough. Exactly. What do you say to people who are worried about crowded skies or worried about infringement of privacy because drones will be flying everywhere and be able to see everything that's going on? What do you say to people who are concerned about those things? Well, they uh, first of all, I applaud them. And the, the more people who take an active stance on this issue we have, the easier uh, the job for a company like ours is because we spend a lot of time evangelizing on issues that really are uh, well should be outside of our purview because the uh, issues of privacy and issues. I mean, well, first to answer your question, uh, there is uh, uh, nothing. Uh, the air, uh, <coughs> as ridiculous as it sounds, the air that we breathe is not ours. Okay, it belongs to the government of the respective country that we live in. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. fact you have as a citizen with the government kind of regulates how much freedom in breathing this air you have. <laughs> but I mean, this is kind of like uh, the the absolute fact. It's just, uh, nobody ever thought of commercializing the air, but uh, it happened to water, it happened to land, it happened to uh, underground resources, uh, it happened to 
waterways, uh, you know, it happened to rights of way, and uh, trust me, it's going to happen to uh, to the very air we breathe, right? Uh, so, mm -hmm. uh, uh, having said that, uh, that uh, from the term, uh, standpoint of uh, crowded and safety, this is good news uh, because uh, to do anything, and I mean anything, with uh, you know, flying uh, any kind of aircraft, no matter how small in the air, uh, you do need a permit, or you will eventually when it becomes a sort of like a mass phenomenon. For something, for what we're discussing, uh, our conversations start with uh, getting permits, not end, but start. I mean, so like before we can do anything, we have to have uh, a document uh, or a process or a venture uh, with the national government that explicitly allows us to do certain things in aerospace and explicitly uh, names uh, names within uh, that country's government uh, who's going to be personally uh, overseeing our project. So um, uh, I can I can't divulge like where we are in which conversations and in which countries, but I can tell you that as of right now, it's uh, since we're in early days, it's all very simple. I mean the uh, the drones everywhere picture right now is about as excited exciting as. Uh, you know, two or three commuter bus lines, uh, you know, going to, yeah. in and out of because you're given an air corridor, and within that air corridor, within a certain period of time, uh, you're allowed uh, to fly a certain uh, type of a drone, uh, performing certain type of tasks uh, on with a certain type of uh, you know uh, of air plan, you know, of a flight plan uh with a certain type of cargo now our cargo is people so we are special because we are in probably the most uh responsible uh, uh area of uh drone industry because we we handle something that has it's so precious that it has no value right uh, somebody's mm -hmm. life so i mean the type of testing that we are submitting ourselves to is uh, absolutely extreme in the uh, highest possible extreme Exactly. Well, thank you for taking for taking that that huge burden and and actually putting thought towards it. You know, you're not just trying to capitalize. You are really thinking through each decision to make it beneficial for everyone and make everyone comfortable with it. And that's that's truly a wonderful thing. Well, thank you. That that is exactly our our objective and the goal. That's so great. So, Max, this has been very enlightening and and such such a great follow up to the interview we had just a few weeks ago. So I hope that our listeners will check out both of the interviews because each one is so unique. Well, absolutely. And uh, I, I, we're, we're here to answer all and every questions. And uh, if anybody wants to uh, join us out in Asia, uh, and I'm sure you have a vibrant audience over there as well, uh, we will definitely forward you all our schedules. Uh, and uh, we have an exciting promotional video for the last leg of our trip. So we'd like to share that with you as well. Oh, fantastic. Well, Max, thank you so much again for joining us today here on Future Tech Podcast. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you very much. This is it for Future Tech Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. 
As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. <laughs>